with KSOM and KS95 News. I'm Tom Robinson. It's 7 o'clock. Hunker down. Another winter storm will move through Iowa's southwest and central regions tonight and Friday. The entire state of Iowa is under a winter storm warning starting at 6 p.m. this evening and ending at midnight on Friday. Andrew Ensorgi is a meteorologist with the National Weather Service in Des Moines. Yeah, Tom, we're looking at another round of uh, another winter storm, really, and a multifaceted one at that. Uh, yeah, we're going to be looking at snow moving into the KOSM listening area late this afternoon, if not uh, early this evening. And it will pick up pretty quickly overnight, uh, snow rates of an inch per hour after around, around or after midnight through about 6 a.m. or so tomorrow morning. So the snow will pile pretty quickly overall. Uh, total snowfall amounts will be in the 5 to 10 inch range across much of your listening area, maybe a little bit less towards the Missouri border, a little bit more towards, say, Highway 30, those Highway 30 counties. Um, the other part of this is that the winds will also be increasing through the day on Friday. Um, your listeners may know that snow earlier this week, as they moved it with the shoveling or with their snow plows, uh, definitely was a heavier wet snow. This snow will be a little more lighter. And as those winds increase, we're looking at blowing snow. And especially in open rural areas, could be a near blizzard conditions at times later mm. Friday into Friday night. And what about Saturday? Yeah, Saturday's also looking like there could still be some maybe lingering light snow, but there will also be strong winds still through basically 6 a.m. Saturday morning, but they will still be blustery throughout the day. So, again, blowing snow might still be a concern in uh, rural areas. The other thing at this point will be the really cold temperatures. We're looking at single digits highs, um, right around zero degrees out there in the KOSM listening area. So, very bitterly cold air is moving in, and that will stick with us through early next week. Again, Ann Sorge says the blowing and drifting snow may lead to near whiteout conditions, especially in open and rural areas uh, throughout the day on Friday and into Saturday. Well, the Iowa State Patrol reported over 200 car accidents during Iowa's first snowstorm of the season. They say from Monday morning to Tuesday night, they had 238 crashes. No deaths were logged, but there were over two dozen injuries, and more snow is on the way, which means roads will continue having dangerous driving conditions. Well, prior to Wednesday night's Atlantic School Board meeting, Board President Christy Pellet acknowledged the tragic events that happened at Perry High School last week. And our encouragement to the Perry community, to the Perry Community School District, um, and to members of the Perry School Board as they work to find a path forward uh, from this, and as they work to fulfill their mission of caring for their students and uh, educating their students. Superintendent Dr. Beth Johnson said the incident has become an awakening on school safety. Things that happened there last week, it was horrendous. It's a parent's worst nightmare. And we are all parents, and we're parents of people uh, in the community, and it's it's a tough thing. It's probably on a lot of minds in people's minds in Iowa, alone just across the United States. It's again becoming an awakening on the safety of our kids, our most important things that we have. And so, whatever we can do as a school district, you know, we're, we're going to work hard to make sure that our kids are safe give parents a peace of mind that, you know, we are going to protect and take care of our kids no matter what the situation. And Dr. Johnson also expressed appreciation to the Atlantic Police Department for being in the buildings. Um, we didn't ask them, they just showed up um, because they knew just their presence gives us kind of just, again, that peace of mind that um, they're always there to be 
part of who we are as a school district and to, to support our families and our kids and staff. So appreciate that. that. In other activity, the school board reviewed a tentative school calendar for next school year. The calendar has a start date of August 23rd and the school year ending by Memorial Day. The calendar includes a long Christmas break with the last day before break being December 20th. Spring break would include Iowa Western Community College's spring break and the calendar is not official and no action was taken. And the school board then approved the out-of-state trip for the speech team and the modified supplemental amount of dropout prevention at-risk students. Well, a benefit for traumatic brain injury survivor J.F. Fever will be held in February. Katie Saluk has the story. Jaya suffered a traumatic brain injury in December of 2022 at the age of 18, following a severe car accident on her way to ACGC High School. Doctors initially believed Jaya would not survive, as her brain injury was so severe and she remained in critical condition for days. Jaya spent three weeks unconscious before transferring to Shirley Ryan Ability Lab in Chicago in a special unit for the minimally conscious or unconscious but medically stable patients. Jaya was transferred in February to QLI Rehabilitation Center in Omaha to focus on different areas of therapy. Jaya returned home in June of 2023 and now travels multiple times a week for outpatient treatment at On With Life in Ankeny. Jaya has now reached a new phase in her healing journey that will require expensive specialized treatments and therapies. KSOM News spoke to Kyle Fever, father of Jaya, about what this recovery process looks like. Kyle shared how helpful Jess Erman Ellis, mother of TBI survivor Steele McLaren, has been through Jaya's journey. So we have discovered through the help of Jess and then just our own looking around, like if you're going to really recover to the fullest from traumatic brain injury, you have to go outside of the box of the traditional PT, OT, speech therapies that insurance will cover. There's just no other way around it. And we're learning that still. And we're finding out just there are all kinds of resources available that have been shown to be helpful by people who have actually gone through it. And uh, insurance just doesn't cover it. And the unfortunate thing is these are usually pretty darn expensive. As Kyle mentioned, most of these treatments are not covered by insurance, as well as additional costs will be incurred from out-of-state travel, food, and stays. Kyle wants the community to know how thankful they are for the support. Just that how thankful we are. You know, and I mean, our goal still is that Jay is, you know, Jay was so excited this year because she was a senior and she was so excited to graduate and go to college. And you know, obviously that's not happening right now, but she's her mind is so set on, on being able to do that. And, like, her being able to do that really depends on how creative we can get with the therapies and what we can find available to really help her heal. And, you know, it's a, it's a long, slow journey, but it's also one where you, you've got to think outside the box and be creative. Um, and we're just thankful for the opportunity that we can do this because of the support of so many people. KSOM News also spoke to a D.A.R.E. community member, Sharon Anderson, who explained that the benefit is being held in collaboration with members of the Good Shepherd Lutheran Church and the Adair Fire Department. Sharon also touched on why community members gathered together for Jaya. Jaya is, is such a sweet and talented young woman, and anything we can do to further her ability to pursue her dreams is what we want to accomplish at this benefit and 
we were doing everything that we can to help her, and we hope that the community will support the benefit as well. The benefit is being held at the Adair Fire Hall and is open to the general public. Our doors are going to open for the benefit at 4.30. This is Saturday, February 3rd. And at that time, um, people can pick up carry-out meals. And they can also look at, look at the silent auction items and uh, start bidding on those if they would like. There's going to be a meal served at the fire hall at 5 o'clock. And that will include pulled pork sandwiches, garlic mashed potatoes, green beans, pasta salad, and bars. Following the meal, Steele McLaren will speak and share some of his experiences with the advanced treatments for TBIs. The live auction will begin at 6.30 p.m. and the silent auction will close at 7.30 p.m. These auctions include numerous NFL items procured through Sharon's son, Jeff Anderson. Jeff is currently the Chief Communications Officer and Executive Vice President of Communications for the Minnesota Vikings. These NFL items include teams like the San Francisco 49ers, the Green Bay Packers, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Chicago Bears, the Detroit Lions, and the Minnesota Vikings. These items are autographed by players including Brock Purdy, George Kittle, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins, TJ Hawkinson, TJ Edwards, Jack Campbell, and yet-to-be-termined player or players from the Packers. Jeff also acquired four tickets to the Vikings-Texans game for the auction. If you would like to donate to this benefit, please contact Lisa Plowman at 641-740-0553 or lisap at esbanks.com. This benefit will accept both auction items and monetary contributions. Monetary donations can be made through Venmo or by check. More information on how to do so is located at this story at our website at westerniowatoday.com. And I'm Katie Saluk reporting. More news on the web at westerniowatoday.com. ABC News is next.